When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No one is really talking about that in-season tournament anymore. No one is talking about whether Lakers should have raised the banner or shouldn't have. No one is talking about anything that I said, which is the last time you heard from me regarding, you know, the Lakers figuring it out, because clearly that is not the case. And uh, the Lakers have a lot more questions than answers right now, and we're here to break it down. And by we, I mean me. Welcome back. Welcome in. It is the Ethos Lakers podcast. You're here with your main man, Ethan, and the last time you heard my voice, I said the Lakers need to go 8-4 and four in the next 12 games to continue the good mojo. Well, that, my friends, is mathematically impossible following a 2-6 and six stretch since the Lakers were crowned the inaugural in-season champions. That's right, two wins, six losses, despite the phenomenal, and I can't emphasize enough, phenomenal play from LeBron James and Anthony Davis, which will be a very prominent topic in this episode of the Ethos Lakers podcast. I know it's been a little bit of time, but with the holidays and everything going on, you'll have to give us your blessings and your forgivings. We appreciate it. Back with you guys. Many of us have the week off this week. I am grateful to be a part of that mix as I get caught up on some much overdue things in my own personal life, including watching Lakers games, including watching Lakers tape after watching Lakers games including opening baseball cards, including sorting baseball cards, family, friends, everything. Friends with babies, it's, you know, we're now that age. And so it's just, it really is a magical time, despite the Lakers being in the shitter. So how's that for a holiday card to start today's episode? Whether you're here, you're near, you're far, hopefully you're able to bring in the holiday season in a way that's meaningful to you. I always hesitate to say, hope you were able to connect with family or friends or loved ones. You just never really know what any individual person has going on in their personal life. And I try to always be, as we all, I'm sure, try to be as respectful as possible. And so however it is that you choose to observe the holiday season, I hope that it is bringing you some level of peace and has brought you some level of peace. And the Lakers haven't been disturbing the peace that much. Now, despite all of the blessings that I just shared, the Lakers have been nothing but a curse. The Lakers starting lineup is still a problem, even with D'Angelo Russell on the bench. The starting lineup was still a problem when they took Austin Reeves out of the starting lineup. And now the Lakers find themselves, really, it feels like grasping at straws, looking at the outside, looking in at the playoff picture, 30 games into the season with teams like the Houston Rockets and New Orleans Pelicans ascending beyond them. I heard something today from someone on Sirius XM NBA radio. I'm going to give him a quick shout out. And he's been in a number of places. His name is Amin Al-Hassan. He's on ESPN. I don't know if he's still on ESPN or not, but he's been in a number of places 
He did a lot of stuff. I think he still does some stuff with Zach Harper when Zach was over at CBS. I believe they're still on Sirius together. Anyway, shout out to Amin. And he said something that I think really just resonated so deeply within me and really with the crux of what I wanted to talk about on our podcast today. And that is that despite the fact, and I have been vocal about this so far this season, Anthony Davis has been awesome. He has played through the quote-unquote injury plague label. He has played through being a little bit beat up, whether it's the hip injury, the ankle injury. He is playing with a greater intensity, it feels like, at both ends of the court. And despite how dominant he has been at times and how good he has been overall, the Lakers still cannot win basketball games when he is their most prolific player on the court instead of LeBron James. And the way that Amin phrased that, it was so perfectly crystal clear. LeBron, now by LeBron standards, his Christmas Day game, which looked like it was going to be an embarrassment at the hands of the Boston Celtics, turned out to be a decent game, if you want to call it that, I guess, in terms of the final score anyway. Celtics are a good team. Celtics probably the favorite for the championship if we had to pick them right now. I mean, despite having a bench that no fan of anyone but the Celtics, I don't care how much you know basketball, could pick out on the streets of Boston outside of Peyton Pritchard. Despite having that bench, the Celtics are an incredible team and their depth plays beyond the names on the back of their jerseys. It is the exact antithesis of what the Lakers are dealing with right now. And unfortunately, when LeBron has a quote-unquote off night by his standards, the Lakers are not winning basketball games. And right now, even when he has a great night, they are still losing basketball games. And he has to be otherworldly, damn near 39, literally about to be 39 years old. He delivered a 40 40 points, excuse me, 40 points exactly against the Oklahoma City Thunder in a game that the Lakers, nobody expected the Lakers to beat the Thunder in OKC. That's one of the most difficult arenas to play in in the league and one of the best defenses in the league and an incredibly young team. And the Lakers went into their house and beat them pretty much wire to wire too. They got behind against the Celtics on Christmas Day and just shit the bed. They fell into a hole early, and even though they dragged themselves out of it, they never really felt like they had positive momentum in that game. You look at the box score, and you realize the Lakers have another problem. In addition to burning out Anthony Davis and LeBron James in the midst of the suckitude. And that problem is supposed to be a huge part of the solution. That's D'Angelo Russell. We'll get into that on the other side of this. I promise we'd get into D'Angelo Russell on the other side of this, and we most certainly will. But just to tie up that last point, in the eight games since the in-season tournament, LeBron James is averaging 27 points, 8.7 rebounds, and 9.7 assists. Anthony Davis, during that same stretch, is averaging 
31.7 points, 11.6 rebounds, and 1.7 blocks. If you are getting that level of production, damn near 60 points a night from LeBron and Anthony Davis, damn near 20 rebounds a night, damn near double-digit assists every night, basically by LeBron himself, let alone Anthony Davis, and you cannot win basketball games, you got a problem. And D'Angelo Russell, I remember when the Lakers re-signed him to a two-year, nearly $40 million deal. Granted, it's an option on the second year. One of the things that he was mentioning was, you know, he's looking to get his bag too. Well, you know what, D'Angelo, you're going to keep looking, man. Because a lot of the growth, the maturation, the progression, the decision-making, the ability to impact the game consistently from game to game, not just what it says in the box score over a period of 20 games, so much of that optimism from the preseason, it is gone. It is gone. I don't know. I'm back with the Lakers. The noise is growing loud for D'Angelo to be a part of some sort of majestic trade package that will instantly improve the Lakers. Well, I know that shit sells headlines, but the reality is the Lakers aren't exactly flushed with assets. Forgive me if you've heard that line before, especially from me. Is it possible? Sure. Is it probable? I wouldn't deem it so. Zach Levine is not a fit for this roster or any other that wants a winning culture. You can't just swap out parts, hope it sticks, and call it a plan. That's what got the Lakers in the conundrum with Russell Westbrook and all of that to begin with, that every Lakers fan on earth lauded them, and I mean loudly lauded them, to getting out for getting out of. So all this talk about, oh, let's just bring in Zach Levine. We'll trade away Danza Russell. We'll trade away, uh, we'll trade away Rui Hachimura. Even Austin Reeves' name is getting floated around in some scenarios, whether it's OG Ananobi, DeJounte Murray. What problem are any of these guys solving by joining the Lakers? You want to reduce the Lakers' size, one of their supposed assets, by trading away Rui, who, by the way, is on a reasonable contract so long as the Lakers use him reasonably. You want to trade away Austin Reeves, a guy who was projected to get $100 million in restricted free agency. You kept him for half the value and still looks like he's going to be a damn good player for the current and future of this team. And you think that's going to make this team better by bringing in another new ball-dominant player? Sometimes we as humans gravitate toward change because we think change is good because things have stayed the same. Sometimes things staying the same is called continuity and can be beneficial. Evolution and change cannot be used interchangeably. People can evolve. Systems can evolve without having to change the system. People can evolve without having to change the person that you're standing alongside. You're talking about synergy. You're talking about all these things that require deep intra and interpersonal connections in order to facilitate success in a team setting, business, basketball, or anything else. And in this case, basketball. Unfortunately, Gabe Vincent looks like he's going to be the this year's Kendrick Nunn. He's going to be a terrible signing for the Lakers. And I, I just, I don't really get it. Um, I don't think anyone really knows what's going on there with the knee. What, what exactly happened? 
But if you think the Lakers are going to trade D'Angelo Russell and Gabe Vincent's contract for something meaningful, well, I got a bridge in Nebraska to sell you that that really gives you a beautiful view of the Pacific and Atlantic Ocean simultaneously. And so the Lakers have always been best in era when he has played point guard primarily. And that's what we see happening now with D'Angelo Russell on the bench. Now, I was watching D'Angelo Russell very closely when he moved to his first game on the bench because I wanted to see not just what his production would be like, but how he would respond, right? Two straight games in which D'Angelo Russell has not even cracked the 18-minute mark. During those two games, he is averaging 11.5 points, one rebound, four and a half assists, nothing else. He's shooting the ball fine from the field, fine enough. Admission, he's, he's not even playing defense. He's like, that's not really what I do. Russell's never going to be an elite athlete or an elite defender. He's not an elite athlete. It's, and that's not a knock on him. It's just the way he's built. Okay? He doesn't have that lateral movement, that quick twitch. He doesn't have Darren Fox speed. It's okay. John Wall is fast as hell. He's out of the league. It's not just about that, but it just doesn't benefit him despite his size. The Lakers always have to hide him defensively. And when the Lakers are struggling defensively, that's a problem. And he's so hot and cold as an offensive player, it's a problem. You look at his numbers on a season, you say, okay, he's averaging 15 points and six assists. He's shooting 47% from the field, 38% from the three-point line. That's decent, if unspectacular. Damn near $20 million a year player. I mean, he's, it's his lowest scoring output since his sophomore campaign. But he just doesn't impact the team on a night-to-night basis. He doesn't make players around him better. He, when he individually goes off, it's, it's once every 10 games. I mean, we, you just need more from D'Angelo. His contract may incentivize some teams to give him a look. I don't know what you're going to get for D'Angelo Russell. Even if he has a string of playing insanely well in the next month in this new bench role, which it doesn't look like is going to be the case. As far as the rest of the Lakers' depth, it's also problematic, and that's what we're going to get into. Is Cam Reddish turning back into a pumpkin? Jackson Hayes and Christian Wood, neither one can be the backup center effectively for Anthony Davis. Meanwhile, Dwight Howard and DeMarcus Cousins have to play overseas. I know that's extreme, but come on. Out of this, we'll get into the rest of the Lakers roster and what it could look like going forward. All right, all right, all right. I mean, geez, what a sad sack of an episode this is shaping up to be. Sorry, Lakers fans. I mean, it just, it's been ugly. I'm gonna be honest. It's, it's been ugly. It hasn't been good. And there isn't a lot of reason to sit here and say, wow, I'm impressed with this team. I mean, yeah, like LeBron James, it's, it's, of course. I mean, we sit here and say, we just can't believe what this guy is doing. It doesn't feel like it's going to be his final year, but is it? I don't know. I have no idea. Anyone who pretends to know, I don't think they even know, right? Feels like it isn't. It feels like, like LeBron loves being the first guy to do something. 
that was a big part of the in-season tournament push. Beyond the financial incentive, which I know he and AD kind of played out, in my opinion, but they continue to push it. 500K, 500K, I get it, okay? As a teacher, I get it. But it's more meaningful to the guys, you know, the, two, the two-way guys, the G League guys, and I, I get it. But he loved being the first one to win the damn thing. As he said, records are, are, are going to be broken, but you can't take away being the first to do something. Don't you think LeBron wants to be the guy after year 21 to still put up the numbers for everyone to say, wow, this is the only guy who's ever going to do this. The first, the only, he's the guy. LeBron loves the court of public opinion. LeBron doesn't like the villain role. He never has. He has never relished that role. Kobe loved that shit. LeBron plays hard against the Celtics, not because he wants to upset them, but because he 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 just he has grown a personal distaste for that franchise, for how, how many games he's played against them, how much he's hated in Boston, right? Because he loves to be loved. He definitely wants to keep play beyond this season, in my opinion. I just told you, I don't know shit. But, in my opinion, he wants to play. But if he's going to keep playing, especially at this level, the Lakers are going to have to continually evaluate the roster, as I know they constantly do, but everybody on paper said, okay, Jackson Hayes, okay, Christian Wood. Lakers finally have some athletic, rangy centers behind Anthony Davis to be able to do some things. A lot of talk about Christian Wood even starting alongside Anthony Davis, which just various reasons. If the Lakers were going to go big, I didn't think that was going to be the way to do it. And now neither of these guys can basically play in the rotation. Christian Wood especially. I mean, Christian Wood, I've, I've been vocal as the season has progressed. He looks like he's in molasses. I don't know any NBA player whose conditioning looks worse as the season goes on, but somehow he has. Jackson Hayes, again, he just he fouls too much. He just he's a, he's a really athletic, springy player, and he puts on some highlights. But asking Jackson Hayes to play 20 minutes a game is like, whew, it's a big ask. And now these guys are supposed to be with the Lakers to, to rebuild their value, not to be stuck in his minimum roles forever. And Cam Reddish, I mean, geez. If Cam Reddish is only going to play not even 20 minutes, why is he in the starting lineup? Like, let's let's get him out, put Rui in. More Rui minutes. Birmingham's rotations have been a little frustrating this season, for sure. And I'm sure if he had Gabe Vincent available, I know everybody's favorite joke, he'd probably play him too. Loves those guards. But I think the Lakers are going to have to look at the starting lineup again. It's not working. It's not good enough defensively to be this bad offensively. Right? Can't smell that bad and look that good. Just it's The, the combination, it's no funciona. It doesn't work. So Lakers now, they, they look very much like the re- their record. They look like a 500 team. The Clippers look like the better Los Angeles team right now. I hate to say it. But you could also argue that the Clippers have a better roster. I mean, right? I'm not trying to sit here and defend the suck, but there's an argument to be made that, that says that, that that's what it is. And in terms of the play, well, there's no arguing there. Lakers have showed us all what, the, what, what they've been, and they've been, they've been poor. Average at best. That is not the goal of this Lakers season. The highlight of the season 
cannot be the in-season tournament. Because if the Lakers' highlight of the season is the winning the in-season tournament, they are the kid who peaked in high school and then talked about high school until they were 50. You don't want to be that kid, that broke-ass adult. You don't want to be that person. So now as the Lakers move forward, I think there's a lot of pressure on Darvin Ham. I think Darvin Ham's seat is a little warmer than anyone has publicly let on right now. I have no information. This is just my perception. Because the frustration is mounting. And frustration is mounting inside that locker room, too. If you hear some of the, the quotes recently from Anthony Davis and LeBron James, some of the takeaway quotes, they have not been you know filled with optimism. And for Darvin Ham to sit there on his post-game pressers as the Lakers get beat game after game, including games they should be winning, by the way, and say, well, I know the result wasn't there, but I saw some good things. I, it's not going to work for me. D'Angelo Russell making goat noises in the background after LeBron drops 40 in a game the Lakers don't even win by double digits. D'Angelo, stop. It makes me think about how D'Angelo Russell and Nick Young got into that way back when. Everybody wanted to kind of put it on Nick because he was supposed to know better as the older guy. Well, I think they both have still have a lot of fault, but it just, the D'Angelo Russell maturation narrative, I think, was kind of intensified at the start of the year more so than what it should have been Lakers have more questions than answers there are more problems than solutions with the current roster in terms of how the current roster is playing and if the Lakers are going to even think about coming close to their potential they have to find a way Anthony Davis not LeBron James at damn near 39 but where Anthony Davis can and will be the best player on the court for them on a night-to-night basis and to win meaningful basketball games with impact plays at both ends of the court. Until next time, we out. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.